Okay, if you've got your notes, uh, I don't know if you're following along, but page five is, is where we are. And uh, what I want to do in this last hour together is um, I want to give you a simple way of doing what we've been talking about. Been talking about providing personal attention. And we've been talking about, if we go back to last night, mixing in the things that are essential for a person to grow. And the essentials for growth are pretty simple. You see them all through the scriptures. It's the Word of God. I mean, the Word gives light. That's how God describes Himself. It's how we get to know what God is like and what He's not like, how we know His ways. So the Word of God, the entrance of thy Word giveth light. He giveth understanding unto the simple. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so the Word of God is what allows us to hear what God wants to say to us. Prayer, obviously, is another essential. It allows God to touch us. I mean, we talk to God and we see Him answer and we realize somebody's really there. He's not imaginary. And it allows the, the power and the help of God to flow into our lives, whether it's, you know, provision or favor or open doors or, you know, uh, something that I need to understand. I'm just saying prayer is the, it's the conduit uh, from God to us that allows what he gives to flow. So we've got the word, we've got prayer. Fellowship is not just coffee and donuts, you know, out there. It is this companionship that we talked about, this up close. That's what we talk about, fellowship. Two are better than one. It's, it's two people who are together desiring to pursue God, and we want to help each other finish, get all the way to the finish line together. And we help each other and encourage and correct when we need it and carry when we need it. That's fellowship that we're talking about. And we need it. That strengthens us. Uh, it says, Jonathan went to David in the woods and strengthened his faith in God. David needed somebody to strengthen his faith in God when things got difficult. He thought God had forgotten him and he was lost. He needed a buddy to strengthen his hand. And that's what fellowship does. It strengthens us. And then, and then witnessing is the last one. It's, it's involvement. It's joining God in what he's doing. And that's what really matures us. It's like a young couple. Many of you have, you know, you've watched young couples. They, before they're married, they're kind of screwy teenagers. And then they get married. And, and now they begin. It's, it's like the civilization process, right, begins. And, and the barbaric men become, begin to become civilized men through marriage. And then what really takes them to a much higher level is when they, they have a child, right? You take two, a man and a woman, they don't have an intelligent thought between them, and they have a baby, and all of a sudden, have you noticed there is this enormous lift when I have responsibility for somebody else? And two kids who are bumbling along, there is this enormous maturing. It's why God has created us to fall in love and bond our lives and then, and then recreate all of this has a powerful lifting effect. All I'm saying is witnessing, helping somebody else walk with God. It, it, it makes adults out of spiritual children. So those are the essentials. You know, you've got the word, you've got prayer, you've got fellowship, that fellowship, you've got witnessing, <clears throat> and the hub of the wheel that drives it. What is it that empowers our life is who? The Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit of God. God lives inside once you... Give your life to Christ. From then on, two people live in your body. You live there, and God lives there. And uh, his voice is there. His presence is there to, to help us become what God wants us to do, do what he wants us to do.
So these are the essentials. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a D group in a minute. And uh, all a D group is is a way that we give personal attention to each other. And we bring those ingredients. And you'll see them as we do it. You'll see the word in there. You'll see prayer in there. You'll see sharing of life, fellowship in there. You'll see witnessing in there. And you'll see the Holy Spirit listening to the voice of God uh, in there. And that's what we're going to do in, uh, in this time. Now, before we do that, here's what I want to do. I've asked uh, Paul Stanley just to come up. Many of you know Paul. We've been talking about personal attention and the enormous difference that makes. And I just wanted Paul just to come up and just share a bit of his story because he grew up in a Christian home. He had a heart for God. He went to church like this. But then he began to get personal attention. And Paul, I want you just to come and share a bit about how that happened and the difference it makes. You can stand up here, I think. Be good. There you go. <clears throat> well, life started for me uh, in uh, just outside of New York City. Um, we had a home, uh, five boys and one girl, and I was the fifth boy. And uh, so it, we had a Christian home. My mother was uh, more of the spiritual driver, and uh, I came to Christ probably somewhere in my young years. I can never uh, pinpoint it, but I, uh, I, was, I sought to be a good kid, and as a teenager, I was a good kid because more of, uh, out of respect for my parents than uh, what God was doing uh, in my life. But at 16, uh, I went to a youth rally in New York City and a great athlete uh, spoke there and I was very attracted to that because of who he was, a two-time All-American football player and, and so he, he gave us uh, testimony and as a result of that I uh, really committed my life. I even got the chance to talk to him about uh, lordship and I was ready to grow. I was a junior in high school and so I, I began to pursue some things. I, I, I talked to a youth one of the youth directors of our church, and asked him, I, I told him what I did and commitment uh, I made, and asked him if he could help me, and he says, well, just read your Bible. Read your Bible, and, and he says, do you have a modern Bible? And I, I had a King James, and that's what they had back then, but um, he got a new, a new one, one of the new, new Testaments, and so I came, he gave that to me, he says, just read this Bible and, and, and pray. And I said, oh, well, thank you. So I read the Bible and prayed for about two, three weeks. And then I got busy with other things and got up late. And, and, um, and soon that faded away. And I was really disappointed with myself. But it was uh, a lot of other things. My senior year came and a busy life at the time and all the rest. And so I wound up um, going to West Point. And it was only an hour from our house. And uh, so uh, we started in, but I still found myself not really experiencing the Lord, not experiencing a lot of what you're saying here. So I um, came to a point where I was just wondering about this. And, but I, as a, a senior, and at the time, because you understand a little bit of uh, what happens with plebes uh, here in Cal. Colorado Springs because of the Air Force Academy. Well, double that at the uh, West Point. <laughs> there's there's uh, uh, intensive, it really is. It's, uh, there's, 
Um, I don't think I ever saw an upperclassman smile. I saw just a, a kind of a grisly roar, you know. So here I was, and he was a senior putting on this little note saying, anybody want to come to a Bible discussion group, uh, you know, see me and, well, the rest. And, and this fellow was quite a uh, athlete, and uh, was, he, he was an All-American, so, you know, I was really in, kind of impressed that he would do this. And so um, I, I actually saw him as he was putting the note up, and I, I thought, uh, uh, I went over to him, and I said, sir, can, can plebes come to this? And he said, um, oh, sure, yeah, you're welcome. I thought, oh, well, this is great. I, it's the first time I saw a smile on a senior, uh, uh, you know, as a plebe. So anyhow, he, um, he invited me to come. And so when I got there, there was about eight, and they were all upper, upperclassmen, and so I was the ninth. And, of course, I didn't need any encouragement not to speak up. So uh, I, I didn't say much at all. So I just watched. But what I watched was this. I saw guys relatively my age with open Bibles marked in it, notes in it, discussing the book of Romans. And I thought, where in the world did they learn this? I thought only pastors did that. And so um, I, got, I, I came through and I watched. And I had a good background. Uh, I had a good Bible and all the rest. But um, this was amazing. And so after it was over, he probably, uh, Joe, his name was, he uh, was very responsive. I kept looking over to me and to see how I was doing. And he said, well, listen, these are all upperclassmen. And he said, but um, you, how do you feel? I'm so glad you're here. And I said, well, uh, yes, I'd, and I'd like to come. And he said, well, how about, uh, uh, you know, as he talked to me, he found out that I was a Christian. And he said, uh, do you uh, have... Uh, ever have a quiet time? And I said, quiet time? You know, this, I'm, I'm quiet a lot here. But I said, I, I don't know. What do you mean? So he says, well, it's, it's a matter of just uh, getting, um, reading the Bible and reflect over it and, and uh, just come, you know, just in, get the, the uh, connection and prayer and uh, in, in, in the morning, where we're ready to go and sets us up for the day. And I said, well, that, that sounds great. He said, well, how would you like to meet with me? And we would, I could teach you how to do that. And so I said, that'd be wonderful. So uh, uh, we met, and I said, well, what time? He says, how about tomorrow? And at 5 o'clock. I said, 5 o'clock? <laughs> you know, we already woke up at 5.30, so um, I... I said, well, sure. So I had a lot of anxiousness uh, the next day as I, you know, walked through and everything was quiet in the dorms and, and uh, I went to the study room where we meet and, and um, I didn't know what was going to happen. We opened the Bible and Mark and we read the half, first half uh, of uh, chapter one and we read it and he, then he said, well, let's just go back over it and just uh, see what God's trying to say to us. And so we talked about that, and we looked at it, and we did a lot, just like you, you uh, very similar to what uh, uh, the 15 minutes was. And that's all it did take, about 15 minutes. Well, we, over the next months, we went through the whole book of Mark. And um, then I noticed as he prayed, 
and sometimes answered the questions I asked, he, um, he quoted a verse. And then he'd quote other verses. And so I thought, uh, do you, uh, I asked him, do you, do you just, do you memorize these especially? And he said, oh yeah. He said, I'm in a little program that I have and uh, would you like to join me? And I said, uh, yeah. I, the only thing uh, I know is John 3.16. And of course, anybody that watched professional football knows John 3.16. So I said, you know, we can go on with that. And so I, I, uh, I remember uh, just uh, memorizing the first verse, and it was just so special. And uh, I thought, oh, boy, this it was feeding my head, my mind. And, and uh, so I was going on, and we were meeting about two or three times a week for quiet time. And uh, it was, I was getting to know him quite well. And uh, so this, this kept on. Well, then he, uh, he was just sharing other things. Uh, we got into the Bible. I was introduced to the Great Commission. I never heard of the words Great Commission, that it was the last verses in, the, in Matthew. And we went in there and did a study. And, and then I learned the great, um, the great Commandment. And he says, don't do the Great Commission without doing the Great Commandment. And I said, what's that? He says, well, Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and, and then love your neighbor, as you said, self. He says, just love God, love people. And he said, so if you just go off with the Great Commission and don't have, you don't love these people and all, share them with your life, and, you know, so we talked a lot about it. Well, then he was bringing me to some of these wonderful verses, key verses in Scripture. Well, I found out he was getting them from a book, that uh, he had been discipled. And so what happened was, as I learned about this secret group called the Navigators, uh, he, uh, uh, there was a chemistry professor who did graduate from West Point, had his, his uh, graduate school, and was an instructor there in chemistry. And he went in his first duty after graduation to Korea, and then while he was there, he, he uh, found an American missionary to the Koreans, but asked this fellow if he would disciple him. And he discipled him for two years. And so he came back, took his place in the faculty, but began to seek out other cadets. He had been there a couple of years, and he had a Bible study of about seven, eight guys, and it was like a D group. And that D group really began to bear fruit. But Joe was a member of that dare group. So I saw there was this fellow named King Kaufman, and then there was, there was Joe, and now Joe took me. And so we were really experiencing uh, wonderful times. And well, we got to the point where he taught me how to share the gospel. And I here was this Christian, and I didn't know how to share the gospel, maybe a track or something like this. But he said, no, no, let me show you this bridge illustration. And the bridge illustration, you probably could imagine, it's just a cliff on one side and a cliff on the other with a gap in the middle. And man is on one side, God is on the other. And then they, you put the, the cross across there, and that you come over to the other side by... by uh, uh, faith in Christ and receiving Christ. And so um, I, 
I saw all this and I was familiar with some of the verses. So he says, well, let's take the next few weeks and learn this. Well, one of the things that I then immediately thought of was, I thought, I wonder if he's going to make me go out and share this. Because, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I very similar to what you, you, for some reason, you just, just get fearful about this. And so I didn't know whether I'd get, be rejected or somebody, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I decided, okay, I'm going to learn this. Well, I was drawing it out on my desk, and a knock on the door came, and it was my roommate from uh, the first semester. We were now in the second semester, and I've been now about four or five months with Joe being developed by him, and, and I was just growing. I was just, uh, my, my desires earlier, when I had asked my uh, youth director uh, what, you know, if they could... Uh, helped me for a bit, and he just gave me a Bible and said, go to it. Well, Joe came to me, and Joe kept it going. I remember one time I didn't wake up. My alarm didn't, uh, I, did, I forgot to put it on, and it was about 5 o'clock-ish, and uh, all of a sudden I hear somebody open our dorm door and come in, and he looked around. And I, fortunately, he found the right person. There were three of us in there, and he kind of shook me, and he said, Paul, Paul. You coming? You coming? Well, here he is, this guy who he had lots of stripes on his uh, on his uh, sleeve, and and it was, and he came over to wake me up, and so he says, "I'll, I'll be in our our study room," and uh, back. Well, I just got dressed very quickly and got going, and and um, he never mentioned it, you know. It just uh, so we just kept going. Well, anyhow, back to the. The bridge illustration, I, I was working on that, and this roommate from the previous uh, semester came in, and he says, hey, Paul, can I devour, uh, borrow, I think it was a, uh, uh, a paper punch and, and just a, a hole puncher. So um, uh, he, he got that, and we were talking a little bit, catching up, and, and he looked over, and he says, what's this? And I said, well, it's just a, uh, you know, I almost want to, cover it, you know, and just uh, say, oh, it's nothing. But I said, no, it's a, uh, it, I, it's a um, diagram. You remember when I meet, uh, I used to meet with uh, uh, Joe, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah. So I said, well, he showed it to me, and it, it, it explains how God and man can come together, and, and you can have a relationship with God. He said, oh, that's interesting. And I, I said, would you like to see it? And he said, uh, well, uh, how long would it take? And I, I said, about 10 minutes. He said, okay. So I started and, and I drew it and I was kind of wondering and I'd look at the back of my Bible where I had drawn it, drawn it, drew it before. And, and so uh, I would forget things and I probably the worst presentation of the bridge illustration uh, ever given. And, uh, but I, we were pressing through, we got to, so I, now Joe told me, that when the first time, when the first time that they see or hear the gospel or see this, they they won't really understand this. So don't worry, or worry. You know, it's just. Uh, so I'll show you the rest of it and how to you know bring it into closure. Um, you know, next week. So um, so anyhow, I'm sitting there. I'm getting closer and closer. So finally, I said, "Well, um, can you pick out wh where do you?" put yourself on this bridge illustration 
And he said, oh, well, I'd be over here on man's side, uh, the sin and death and judgment coming. And so I said, well, um, yeah, you sure you're there? He said, yes. And he says, and I, I, so I said, well, would you like to be over the other side? He said, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. And I said, um, would you like to do that now? <laughs> and he said, well, yeah, I mean, how do you do it? And I said, well, you pray. And, uh, and now I have no idea how to tell him pray, but uh, I said, you need to pray and kind of uh, ask, you know, forgiveness over here for your sin and, and thank God for Jesus and ask Jesus to, to cleanse your sin and then come over to this side where you have eternal life and forgiveness and all the rest. And he says, well... Okay, and I said, have you ever prayed before? He said, no, no, not at all. And I said, well, um, let me pray first, and then, then you can pray after me. And just pray the diagram, kind of walk it across. <laughs> so we prayed, and um, I prayed, and then I turned it over to him, and it was, um, I'll never forget the prayer. He said, well, God, he said, uh, you know me because you created me, but um, I don't know you. And I, I, I want to come over to this side. And I said, uh, you sure? Because <laughs> Joe said you wouldn't understand, you know. <laughs> so anyhow, he did understand, you know. And uh, so we prayed, and it was so precious. And his prayer, I'm sure God knew it from the heart. And um, so I thought, well, I got to take uh, Wayne up to Joe. Maybe he's home. And, I mean, he's in his room. And so we went up there, and sure enough, he just happened to be there. And I introduced him and told him what happened. And so Joe shared his testimony, and it was really wonderful. And so I said, well, listen, um, you know, uh, uh, Wayne's going to need some help here. Could you take him on the way uh, you've what you can teach him what you you've taught me, and he said, uh, uh, Joe said, well, you know, I, I'm just I'd like to, but this, I'm really busy, and so Paul, why don't you do that? And I said, well, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I I'd sure like to try, and so we kind of uh, hesitated for a bit, and finally, so uh, Wayne left, and so, so I said to Joe, I, you know. Uh, I don't, I can't do this. I've been only four months on the way here. And he says, so sure you can. And he said, and I'll help you. And so with that in mind, he says, why don't you go down and see him right away and, and help him understand that. And I said, well, what do I say to him? And he said, well, tell him that you have learned these things from Joe and that have helped it because you're now stepping into a relationship with Christ. And and he, he passed on some things that would enable me to have a relationship and strengthen the relationship and so uh, we did and uh, I went down there and asked him uh, what you you know and uh, told him about what uh, experience I've had with Joe and then would you like me to pass it on you and he said that yeah that'd be good so uh, I said well that's great I said why don't we try tomorrow morning he says well when do you want to meet and I said well tomorrow morning probably uh, how about five o'clock and so he said, um, five o'clock? 
he says, you know, we already get up at 5.30. And I said, well, it only takes a little bit. But I said, you know, uh, uh, all Christians get up at 5 o'clock at this morning. <laughs> because in my little world that I had, everybody who was involved, uh, that's exactly what I thought. Joe's going, uh, somebody's telling him 5 o'clock is this holy uh, hour or moment, you know. Well, it went on. And uh, it just was, uh, Wayne grew, and, and uh, it just was exciting, and then later on. And so, God, I was afraid to go to people, and yet um, he brought this one to me. But then, not but a few months later, when I became a, a sophomore, um, he brought another person and made him my roommate uh, for a summer uh, training uh, experience. And, and so we were together, and I was able to lead him to Christ because he just asked these questions. He says, why do you read your Bible, and why do you do this? And God was just bringing him to me in a very natural way, and uh, he came to know Christ. And so we were off and running. But just the things that I've thought of is um, uh, just the uh, a lot of what, what uh, Rock, what you shared so well and so touchingly, it was just so special um, because that's true. That's what happened with me. Uh, he gave that uh, encouragement to me. He taught me how to pray. He, had me, he taught me how to pray the scriptures. And I still do that, and I do it with other men. We go pray through the Psalms and pray through different places and pray through uh, Paul's prayers. And he taught me all of that. And matter of fact, one time I was about a year later, uh, I was praying with a group of guys that knew Joe and knew others as well in the group. Um, and they, uh, as I finished, we finished prayer, he said to him, uh, one came over and says, you know, it was just like listening to Joe pray when you prayed. And at first I thought, oh, well, I don't want to imitate that. But he, I said, well, what do you mean? He said, he says, you know God, don't you? You know God. And uh, I was responsible at that time. The academies had a cadet lead in prayer for breakfast every morning. And um, they would just call the court. They'd stand behind in a huge dining room and just a, a moment of silence and pray. And uh, not, not but uh, uh, just a, a couple, about 10 years ago, at one of our reunions, uh, a fellow came up and said to me, you know, I, I, I remember you as a Christian, and he said, and the thing that really stood out is when you prayed on those early mornings, he said, one thing that, that, that drew me to Christ in remembering this, but he said, uh, you, you, knew, you knew who you were talking to, and I could just sense that, and that was all because of Joe. So this went on, and, and so I learned all kinds of things and grew and multiplied, and uh, it was just a, a wonderful experience. So. Thank you, Paul. I mean, can you feel the difference that personal attention makes? I mean, it's the difference between being stuck and moving. I mean, in a deep way, in many ways. And uh, Paul's just one story of, of that. And, you know, I think that's what God is creating this church to do, is to provide that kind of help to people who want God in this city. And as you grow, that's, that'll be your reputation. This is the place you go 
if you want to get unstuck and get somebody to personally help you move ahead. And you'll start by doing it with each other, and then you'll gain confidence and begin to do it with people who join you, and then even people beyond the body where you live, work, and play. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to give you some practice here. So uh, I want you to get in groups of three, groups of three, men with men, women with women. Now, you can move. In fact, I want you to spread out so that you don't interfere with each other. You can sit on the floor. You can sit on the steps. You can move the chairs a little bit. But get in groups of three, knee to knee. And I'm going to lead you through a simple D group. Okay? If you were here last night, you can get in that same group. If you weren't here last night, just find somebody else. We want groups of three. Groups of three. Okay, we want to hustle here. Groups of three. <clears throat> Thank you, Greg. <clears throat> Let me go to the next slide. There we go. <clears throat> Let's go to the next slide. Okay. <clears throat> okay, if you were with us last night, you, uh, you probably can remember the the routine, again, groups of three, kind of get yourselves spread out so you don't interfere with each other, don't overhear each other. Um, groups of three. Now, a D group is very simple. D group just means disciples group. And a group of men or women who meet together to really grow in their life with Christ. There you go. Good. If you got four, that's okay. Back there, I see some. But... Uh, Better to do three. Okay. Now, a D group, it can be as small as two. It can be you and one other person. That's fine. It works great that way. No bigger than six. And you'll see why as we do it. Because this is a time. It's not a teaching time. It's not a counseling time. This is a time when we're meeting together at the Y to work out. We're working out. That's what we're doing. And, uh, and this is what we do. It's very simple. Remember I said this is simple. You can remember it. You don't need any notes. It's up, in, and out. Up. We're, we read the Bible together, we listen for what God is saying, and we share what God has said to us. Now, you already did that in that 15 minutes with God this morning. You read, you wrote down what God is saying, and now normally you do that in the D group. You just take a chapter of the Bible. You could use the, the chapter that you guys are going through if you're doing this on the road, that little insert that you got. That's what we use. We have a similar thing. Um, if you'd like, or you can go through a book that you sense really fits your your, your group, but uh, you've already done that, and so we're, we've got a running start on this, so what I want you to do in your threes is very simple. Uh, a leader, and the leader of your group this time is the shortest one, so whoever is the shortest one, you get to lead. <clears> hey? <throat> <Okay. clears throat> okay. All right, shortest one. Shh. Okay, all the leaders, wave your hand. Wave your hand. I want to see the leader. Leader, 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 every group. Now listen, here's the deal. <clears throat> you need to understand. Now get this. To lead a D group, you need no special gifting. You don't have to be a teacher, a counselor. You need no special experience. All you need is the willingness to go first. That's all it takes. So if you receive Christ last night, you can lead a D group. 
All you need to do is go first. So leaders, as we go around, we do the various things. You just go first. So the first thing I want you to do is we'll assume that you've read this, uh, James 2, in your group. Okay? But now I just want you to share what God said to you personally. Now the easiest way to do this is start by simply reading what you wrote. And ask each of the person in your, in your group to do that. So, leader, you go first. Read what you wrote. If you want to add anything to it to make it clear, you're welcome to do that. And then just invite the others in your group to do the same thing. Okay, I'm going to give you about five or six minutes to do this. Okay, take about another two minutes. Make sure everybody gets a chance. So, leaders, make sure everybody gets a chance. Okay, let me break in. Now, remember, D group, <clears throat> anybody can lead, and uh, the shortest just led this part of it, right? Now, in the up part, it's very simple. <clears throat> you read a chapter, you read it aloud around the circle. We, you've already done that, so you, we didn't do that this time. You take time to write, to, to listen and to write what God is saying to me, okay? And that's it. Now, for most believers, that's a real shift. Uh, normally they're sharing some insight, some interesting thing that they see about the text. That's not what we're doing. We're listening for what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about your life and your situation. Okay? Now, now we're connecting with God here. We're not just studying a book, learning information. We're listening for God. And that brings the Holy Spirit. In. And that's what you wrote. And then we share that with each other. Very simple. Just start by reading what you wrote. And then you can add anything you want. Okay? And that's what you did. So that's the up part. Uh, now we do the in part. Now the in part, we use what we call a life question. And uh, in your notes at the back, you'll see a list of about 31 or 32 life questions. Um, <clears throat> what I do in my groups, sometimes I have a sense of the question I want to ask as a leader. The Lord will kind of give me a sense of, I think your group needs to talk about this. That's fine. But most often what I do is I cut these up in little shreds. I put them in a little bowl and we pick one out. And I just let God decide what we're going to tell the truth about today. And literally, that's what I do. So I'm not worried about it. That's, that's what we're going to do. We pick one out. So here's the life question. So we're going to do the in this time. And the in is a life question. And again, if you're leading, all you do is go first. So the leader of this part is the tallest in the group. So the tallest in the group, you're going to lead this part, <clears throat> okay? Now, here's what we do. We pick a life question. I'll give it to you in a minute. And we all answer the same question. Okay, now, this is what we're doing. We are opening our life. First of all, we're stopping and we're, we're examining our life. I mean, all these life questions are things, yeah, you know, I need to think about that. It has to do with marriage, kids, my thought life, with different things that are of significance to God. And so it helps us to stop and look at my life and say, how is it going? What is happening in this area? The second thing it does is it allows you to tell the truth. And that's a humble thing. But God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And uh, just by... Sharing, you know, the opening your heart and saying, this is how it's going with me. The good and the not so good. I mean, that's a humbling thing. And it releases the grace of God in your life, in your circle, in your body. So that's what we're going to do. We all answer. And then at the end of it, we, we've just heard each other share about our life. So we don't want to just 
pretend like we didn't hear. We want to stop, and we want to do what we call listening prayer. And listening prayer just means I've listened to you, uh, share about your life, but I also want to stop and just be quiet and see, is there anything else that God might bring to mind that he might want me to pray for you? The Spirit lives in you. He can show you. It may have to do with what they shared. It may have to do with something completely different that God might bring to mind. So if you're the tallest in your group, uh, this is what I want you to do. The life question, let's go to the next slide, Randy, if you would. <clears throat> Here's the life question. What has God been saying to you? And how are you responding? Now, let me just explain this. You know, if Jesus were to sit beside each one of you, and you were to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to, you know, whoever it is, Michaela? I know what Jesus would not say. He would not say, oh, gee, I haven't thought about that. I have no idea what I'd say to Michaela. He knows you. There are things he wants to say. And the truth is, he's been saying it, whispering it through the Spirit. Last week, last month, last few months. So this is just a time to stop and say, what has God been saying to me? If you were to ask me that question, I would say God is saying to me to slow down. Uh, I've been way overloaded, overcommitted. I find myself not sleeping well at night. I find myself rushing from one thing to the next. Um, I find myself feeling on the edge. And I know God has been saying to me, slow down. That's what he's been saying. I'm talking about the last six weeks, eight weeks. How have I responded? <clears throat> well, not very well, really. I just keep going faster and faster until you, you know, until you kind of get, no, that's not true. I, I, I've been slow, but I've been getting the message. And so there are some things I'm doing. I've asked my elders for a sabbatical for the coming summer. Uh, I'm working on delegating some of the things that I'm doing that I know are wearing me out. I am. I've got a, I've seen my note on that. And, uh, and I'm beginning to say no to some things to kind of weed my life. Okay, that, if I were in your group, that's what I'd say. I've, I've, I've gotten way overloaded. Uh, I've been slow to respond, but I'm beginning to respond. These are the things I'm doing. Now, so leader, what I want you to do is you go first. Sure, what do you sense? You know, what has God been saying? Has he been talking? And, and it may, who knows? I have no idea what the Lord's been saying. But I know he's been saying something. He's not silent. What do you sense he's been saying? How have you responded? So leader, you go first. Then after everybody has shared, stop the group. This is very awkward for Westerners. And say, let's be quiet and listen. And then I want you just to listen and see if the Lord brings something to mind that he'd have you pray. And let's focus our prayer on the person on your left this time. If that's different from last night, you can do it any way you want. Leader, you can decide who you want to pray for. But let's focus it on one person. Have a quiet time to listen, and then leader, you go first. Pray for the person on your left as God leads you. And I encourage you to lay a hand on their shoulder. I mean, it's just a way of connecting and blessing and touching. Okay, that's it. I'm going to give you about 10 minutes. Share, and then listening prayer for each other. Take about another minute or so. Let each person share. And remember, be quiet, lay a hand on each other, and pray for each other. Okay, if you haven't now, once you begin to move towards praying for each other, 
If you're the leader, kind of get your group to just be quiet and listen for a minute. And then you go first and pray for the person on your left. Lay a hand on their shoulder and bless them. As you're quiet, you're listening, you're remembering what they said, but you're also listening for what the Spirit might want to say to you. Now, after you've prayed for each other, just around the circle, you don't have to share anything, just each of you pray for one person in your world who needs Jesus. Maybe a family member, maybe a friend. Pray for an opportunity for you to share with them. Pray for their open heart. Pray that God would draw them. <clears throat> Again, leader, you just go first. Take about one more minute. Now finish up praying for each other and for your one who's out there. Yeah, about 30 more seconds. <clears throat> Just to, if you haven't, pray for that one who needs Jesus. Okay. Let me break in, and I know this has been, this has been rushed. We did, uh, in about 30 minutes, we did what normally would take, normally a D group takes about an hour and 15 minutes. <clears throat> But let me just, I want to say just a few things, then I want to respect your time, turn you loose. Um, there are lots of ways to make disciples, lots of materials, lots of methods, lots of approaches, okay? So if you've got one that's working for you, by all means, do it and use it and enjoy it. Uh, God has called, he's given us different opportunities and that kind of thing. So use whatever works. But most of us, for most of us, this is something we long to do, we dream about doing. We, we see people around us who, who need to grow. We, we know they need that thing that Jesus saw, that they're, they're, they're bleeding and they're pinned down and they need personal attention, and, and we'd like to be able to provide that. I mean, that's a desire God's put in all of us to, to help the people. For some of us, it's people in our family. For some, it's kids in our class like Michaela or Josh. Uh, for some, it's people right here in the body who you know are kind of isolated and alone. And the D group is just one way to do it. But let me say, there are some things that are really benefits to this. First of all, it is very simple. Very simple. It's easy to remember, right? There's three parts to it. What's part one? What do you do? Up, right? What's the second part? In. What's the third part? Out. There you go. You know what to do, right? So it's up, in, and out. And uh, the, the materials are simple. All you need is a Bible, right? Does everybody bring a Bible? Bring it on your phone. Bring it in your, your hand. And, uh, and it's good to have a list of those life questions. You can make up your own. If you need some, they're, they're in your notes there. And so that's all it takes is, is a Bible and a good question that invites people to share their life. Um, it, it's simple to remember. simple to lead. Like I said, if you received Christ last night, you know, you could lead a D group. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a counselor. You don't have to be able to answer people's theological questions. That's not what a D group is about. We're there to meet with God and to be with each other. And uh, so all it takes to lead is the willingness to go first. When it comes time to share what you heard, you share first. And then ask your friends to do the same. Comes time to answer a life question, you go first. Open your heart and be transparent. 
Invite your friends to do the same. Comes time to pray, you go first. You say, let's listen. You lay your hand on the shoulder of the guy to your right or your left, and you go first. Invite the others to follow you. Invite, it comes time to, to pray for somebody in your world who needs Jesus, you go first. Ask them to do the same. That's all it takes. So it's simple. It is tasty. And what I mean by that is, you know, no matter what your personality is, truth is if you do it, you'll find something that you like. If you're a, an otter and you like to talk, hey, it's great. You're going to get a chance to talk, and everybody's going to listen to you. That's a wonderful thing, right? You're going to like it. You're going to like it. If you're kind of a, a golden retriever and you love peace, you love to take care of people, you're going to love it. You get to lay your hand on a person and pray for them and care for their needs and, and uh, empathize. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. If you're a beaver and you like order, you got it. Up, in, out right? You're not just hanging out and milling around. We're going someplace. There's, there's a right way to do it. And beavers love to know the right way and how to do it. Well, there's a right way to do it. And this is what we do. And if you're a lion and you, know, you want to get stuff done, this is a great thing because, I mean, we're doing significant stuff here. We're listening to God. We're opening and sharing our hearts. We're praying for God to bring healing and relief to people. So whoever you are, it's tasty. It's nourishing. What do I mean by that? Remember the essentials of growth, the word, prayer, fellowship, witnessing, the Holy Spirit. This puts those five things in a blender and swirls them together and serves it up in a simple way. I mean, think of it. We're in the word, right? We're praying for each other. We're sharing our life openly and honest. That's the fellowship. We're thinking about our one and asking God to draw him to Christ, and we're listening to the Spirit, both in the Word and before we pray. So the essential vitamins and minerals of growth, we're doing it together. We're not wasting each other's time. This is a nourishing thing. And finally, it's easy to reproduce. Uh, if you've done it, you've been in a group, it's pretty easy to turn around and lead one if you've got people. You've already done it. I mean, all of you could lead this kind of thing, either within the body or beyond. So that's the benefit of a D group, okay? Now, last thing I'd say is just uh, in your package of, of notes, I just want to point out some things that are here that are for you. Basically, we want to give you everything you'd need to be able to do this if God uh, lays it on your heart. Uh, first, there's a little sheet that says how to start a D group. It's everything that we've talked about uh, is, is right there, including a description and some reminders as a leader of the kinds of things you want to do in each of those up, in, and out things. Um, there's a, a note. This is the email that I send out to men in my church inviting them to join us. And you can just use that. It's just a simple way to... You know, as people come across, you can either say it verbally or send them an email and say, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to be part of it? Uh, the D group questions, they're, the life questions, there are 33 of them. This is what I cut into strips, put in a silver bowl, and we pick one out. And that's how we know what we're going to share today. And uh, 15 minutes with God. The one assignment that I have in my D groups is that we meet with God, have a quiet time between our meetings. That's the only assignment. Just walk with God between our meetings. <coughs> And uh, this explains uh, very simply what we did this morning, how to do 15 minutes with God. And finally, I have a covenant. And for D groups to work, there are some things we need to agree to. And there are four of them, and you can see them right there. And in our first meeting, you know, I say, hey, this is what we're about. Uh, we're working out together, and these are the four commitments that we make to each other so that this is safe and nourishing for all of us. So those are the things that, uh, uh, if you'd like to do it, you've got those at your disposal.
It's been fast and furious, and uh, Bev and I, we've enjoyed being here with you. Going to be with you tonight. Hope you'll come tonight. I'm going to talk about the most important subject in the world. How's that? Most important subject in the world, hands down. So if you want to know what that is and hear what God has to say about that, come tonight. Steve, I'll turn it over to you. You can dismiss us. And <clears throat> there you go.